milk, yummy mummy, geriatric mum. How the f- did that happen? Hi, I'm Sally Wallace, and welcome to my podcast, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Why the name? Well, it's a label that I've been slapped with recently, so I've decided to embrace it. But don't worry, it's not all sore nips and stretch marks from here onwards. As a former radio presenter, public speaker, and someone who's a huge advocate of keeping banter alive, each week I'll be sharing life observations with a twist, random questions, subject matters that'll blow your mind, like, do we really eat spiders in our sleep? Am I the only woman who walks around with crystals in her bra? And... Why is it that my husband's clothes and socks are so much more comfortable than my own? All gripping stuff. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Something has brought you here today, and I think it's because we're on the same vibration station. Thank you so much for having a listen. I really hope you enjoy it. Well, hello, and welcome to Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. If this is your first time listening to an episode, my name is Sally Wallace. I am your host, and I'm really glad that you stopped by. If you keep coming back and coming back for more, well, you know for a fact that I will welcome you off happily. And especially if you've reached out to me. Oh, we don't even need to get started on that one. Um, so I hope you've been having a good week. I like to try and get at least two episodes out in a week, but actually I have missed one this week. I have got a hell of a lot going on and I've actually gone a bit silent in, in certain areas with friends and stuff. And I wasn't going to share this. I'll be honest with you. I really was not going to share what's going on at the moment because I just, I didn't know how to talk about it. Um, but so I felt in true Sally style, what I tend to do is I'm not a person that likes to generate a lot of drama, even though when I was younger, it was always like, oh, Sally's such a drama queen. She, no, I'm really not. That's just other people projecting their drama on me. So what happens is I tend to just not talk about things a bit like when I went through IVF, I didn't really tell anybody. I just went through it by myself, um, like all the nitty gritty shit and everything. Um, but I really do want to share this actually, because I think it might, I know for a fact it could potentially help somebody. And maybe this is going to sound really dramatic, but it's the truth. It could help save somebody's life as well. So I am a big believer in self-care, like a huge believer in self-care. I champion it all the time. I'm the sort of person who goes on going, oh, go on, look after yourself, treat yourself, treat yourself. I mean, fucking hell, treat yourself. I mean, you're not a bloody dog, are you? But every now and again, you do need to take that little bit of time out and do something nice for yourself. And I do agree with that. And I agree with, you know, whether it be getting your nails done or going to get your roots done, or maybe just reading a book that's going to inspire you, or maybe even listening to this podcast. It's something that you are doing that is either helping with your development or, you know, giving you, like I said, inspiration, inspiration, putting a smile on your face, giving yourself a bit of self-care. Some people like to go away for the weekend or they like to go and do a spa day. Others like to go on retreats. And nowadays there's so many different holistic things that you can do. You can go to events. You can, you know, there's, there's loads of different ways that you can self-care. But there's one type of, there's one particular thing in the world of self-care that a lot of women, not all, avoid. And that is a smear test. Now, just the word smear can make an awful lot of women's toes go and curl. And I get that. I'm a woman. I have a vagina and a vulva. Um, But it's something that I've always gone for. And do you know what we have in the UK and Australia? One of the best smear screening systems in the world. Okay. So those of us that are living in those countries really need 
to take advantage of that and be aware of that. Okay, so in the UK, you are advised to go every three years for your smear test. So after I had Roman, I went for a smear test. Um, I had a C-section anyway, and then, uh, God, lockdown happened and it was a bloody nightmare. So I couldn't get into the doctors for a long time. And then when I finally managed to get an appointment, I had to like, wait, eight weeks to get an appointment. And then I had a smear taken. Now, something called HPV. Oh, shit. Sorry, my phone's not on silent. That's not great, is it? (laughs) Something called HPV showed up on my smear. Never seen anything like this before in my life. Like, I'm 44 this year. I was like, what the fuck is that? So I phoned the GP and he was just like, listen, it can go by itself. It's it's just like the beginning of some cells that might potentially turn abnormal. Um, we suggest you come back in a year, come back in a year and we'll do another one or do another smear test just to keep, you know, on, on track of things and make sure that everything's okay. So I think I mentioned it to my friend H, she's my best mate. And she was like, oh, don't worry, mate. I've had that. I've had that as well. And um, mine's cleared um, and so on and so forth. So, you know, I was like, all oh, right, okay. So it can clear by itself. Sometimes it doesn't. So I didn't think anything of it and then sort of booked my next smear test. But because of, uh, again, um, you can't, you can't just go into the doctor's surgery anymore. Can you? Because of COVID, you've got to book an appointment, then you've got to wait. I mean, I was, I've waited like 10 weeks for this. So I got my second smear. No, okay, let me get this right. I went for a second one and it came back inconclusive, like they didn't get good results. And so I had to go again. That's why. So we're like 18 months on from the first HPV and I didn't hear anything from the GP. And then I got a telephone call from the hospital that just said to me, you need to come in for an urgent gynecological appointment um, at the gynae clinic. And I said, what's that concerning? I don't know. This is a woman from admin, really good bedside manner, as you can imagine. What the fuck? About as subtle as a brick. I was like, oh, am I okay? I don't know. You'll need to phone your GP. Phone the GP. No idea what's going on. Um, So I just had to wait for two weeks and then go in. And I'm sat with the gynecologist and I said, I've got absolutely no idea what's going on. And he went, all right, okay. So your HPV smear that came up about 18 months ago has gone from like nothing to extreme high risk of abnormal cells like you're on there's like four stages and you're on the fourth so obviously I just sat there and went as white as a sheet and went what the fuck in 18 months that's happened and he said yeah so we're gonna have to perform a colposcopy today um or if you want you can come back um or you know what what whatever works best for you and so I just said no just just do it whatever you need to do so they did something which is called a loop incision where they take a chunk of your cervix out and then it gets sent off for testing and uh, to see what the abnormal cells are. It's um, He actually injected a local anaesthetic into my cervix, which had adrenaline in it. And I was, <laughs> it was, it was the most bizarre rush ever. Do you know what? I have to say, I'm so grateful for the nurse that looked after me, Laura, who... I couldn't talk because I was just focusing on the lights. And I said, she was trying to chat to me. And I said, Laura, I'll be dead straight with you. I can't speak. I said, I need to focus. I said, but please, can you just keep speaking to me? Just waffle on about a load of shit because I just can't bear silence. (laughs) Especially when there's a man with a pair of binoculars looking at me funny. It's just like, fucking hell. But... I, uh, I, listen, I've, I've had a son. Okay. I've been through IVF. I've probably had more male doctors look up my vagina than I have boyfriends and (laughs) ex-partners. That sounds a bit slutty, but let's be honest. I had to go through so many loops to have Roman that I'm not afraid. I I learned at a very early age that 
you know, your health is paramount. It doesn't matter how good your fucking nails look or your lashes look or how beautiful and bouncy and buoyant your hair is if you haven't got your health because you're not here to enjoy it. Okay. It doesn't matter how great your fucking ass looks and how much you can squat unless you have your health. So I've always understood that. And so, so I've always gone regularly all the time for my smear test. And so for me to suddenly have high risk cells, I was just like, what the actual fuck? I'm trying for a second baby. Obviously now that's a big curveball that's been thrown in my direction. Am I upset about it? Yeah, too fucking right. I've cried quite a bit about it in the past month. This has been going on for about a month, by the way. So yeah, I haven't necessarily been myself for a bit, but I'm not one of these people that shares things because I don't believe in constantly talking about it and talking about it and telling the story again. I have, uh, my mindset is where, where focus goes, energy flows. So it's almost like if you're going to focus on it, you're going to generate more energy towards it. And guess what? I don't want any more energy going towards that because my body can heal itself. In my in my mind, I'm great. So I do believe in good, positive energy. So therefore, I'm sharing this once on my episode because I just want to make more women aware about going for a smear test. Because self-care with your health is paramount lumps bumps it's not just the smear test this is something that i've do you know i have got a lump on me as well i'll tell you about that one in a second i'll tell you what i'm fucking going through the mill at the moment um so yeah so i had to go for this colposcopy and they've taken like a quite a big chunk actually because i wanted to see it i want to have a look at it um and then like for four weeks you can't go swimming obviously you can't have sex so i had to cancel my ice um, bath immersion, which I was going to be doing with my crew of cold water ladies, which I was absolutely gutted about. But listen, I'm priority as far as I'm concerned. So I'm just waiting on the results from that at the moment. And then um, he was really good, actually. The gynecologist was just, you know, had had a lovely bedside manner, should we say. I mean, what can you do when somebody's honestly had a pair of binoculars um, up my chuff? And um, thank God I shaved. <laughs> That's all I kept thinking is like, fuck, I've shaved. <laughs> Isn't it crazy the shit that we think about in these moments? That's all I kept thinking of. Oh God, thank God. It, thank God it's clean and it's all and She looks beautiful. <laughs> oh, Sally, you do keep a good cat. Um, anyway, so yeah, so I, uh, um, afterwards, because uh, I mean, you're there for, you know, a fair bit. Uh, once it's done, you've uh, you've got to sort of sit in the waiting room and you're not allowed to go for about... I drove myself home 15 minutes and you know what? She was so lovely, Laura, the nurse. She made me a cup of hot chocolate and gave me three, um, what are they called? Custard creams. A packet of three custard creams. And fucking hell, I really needed those because I was shaking uh, because of the adrenaline that's in the shot uh, that's right into your cervix. Shit, that was... Um, that was quite full on. Now, I've done a, uh, an episode before about when I was going through um, fertility treatment about something which is called um, a hysteroscopy. Um, it's nowhere near as brutal as that. Believe me, that hysteroscopy, as far as I'm concerned, is still number one on the, um, yeah, on the vagina, on the fanny list for me. Yeah, that was that was a brutal fanny treatment, that one was. Um, even having a C-section was nowhere near as bad as that. And I'd fully laboured and had a C-section. Um, but the colposcopy is very intrusive. Um, they obviously take a chunk of you out, which is quite a big chunk actually. And now, like I said, I've just got to wait for some results now. That's where I'm at at the moment. But I really wanted to share this. This is not like me at all. I'm not the sort of person who speaks about personal things like that, and <laughs> unless it's good. <laughs> so it's, um, the reason why I want to talk about it though, is because I went out for a play date yesterday 
uh, with a lovely girl called Helen, actually, who um, I worked with for a short period of time. I went back into employment after having Roman and I worked with Helen there. And Helen's actually pregnant with a second child and she's got a little boy who's about to start school. So we went to a play date for the climbing centre with our boys and then we went for something to eat afterwards. And I I don't know why, but I felt compelled to share it with her. And I just said to her, look, this is what's going on at the moment. And do you know what? It's it's so true that sometimes you get a bit of divine timing and you have to trust the process. And if this is a bit too fucking woo-woo for you, I'm not going to apologize because this is who I am. Okay. This is, this is me. Um, there might be things that I say that you might think, oh, what a load of bollocks, divine timing. But I'll tell you something, sometimes you have to let destiny take over and really just take a step back from all the fucking madness and just think, yeah, I am in the right place at the right time. And this is meant to have happened to me because of X, Y, Z. Okay. So I'm sat with Helen and I said, oh, I've, I've had to go for a colposcopy. I've suddenly gone from like zero to fucking extreme, like, um, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Abnormal cells in 18 months. And she went, Sally, exactly the same thing happened to me. And it was in within nine, 10 months, I'd gone from uh, signs of HPV to extreme. And she goes, and they think that it was her pregnancy. It was after she had her first, she won't mind me showing the story after she'd had her first child, that she thinks that that is what brought on this abnormality in the cell, in the cell change. And she had to go through exactly the same thing. I think she also had a couple more procedures to the point where Um, now pregnant with her second child, I think that she may have potentially had to have a stitch into the cervix just to keep the baby in there because, of course, I would like to have another baby. Um, So, you know, obviously that's kind of playing on my mind a bit at the moment as well. But it was so fucking wonderful to sit with her and speak to somebody who knew exactly what I was going through and that waiting game of waiting for the results to come through. And I know she won't mind me showing the story because... It is sometimes, I mean, honestly, ladies, we do need to talk more. We really fucking do. And you have to sometimes trust that it might be with the person that you least expect it to be. Because we just, we are so used to keeping things quiet and we don't want to make a fuss because we don't want people to think that we're failing or, or that we can't cope or that we, you know, or we're being dramatic. That was always, oh, I was always fucking labeled with, oh, it's dramatic. It was strong. There's no fucking drama here. There's no drama. It's an experience that I'm having at the moment. Have you been through the same thing? Can you relate to it? Do you know somebody else? Can you, you know, are you going through it at the moment? Am I making you feel a bit better about it? Do you know what I mean? Why do we not talk about things more? So the other thing, there is a lump on my collarbone on my right hand side and I've left it there for about a year and it's only until recently, it's just really gristly and it's right on my bra strap and I thought, do you know what? What the fuck am I doing? I've just been to the bloody hospital and had a fucking colposcopy. Um, and I've not even had this lump checked out. So I've actually been had bloods taken this morning for it because it could be anything. It could be like a, I don't know, I don't know. the GP said it could be a bit like a lump of fat, you know, that a dog gets. I was like, oh, all right. Okay. So my dog's actually got a lump of fucking hell. So basically I've been described as being like honey, my little Jet Russell. Honey's got loads of little lumps and bumps all over her. Um, Am I going to have it removed? I don't know. I've got to go for an ultrasound on it in the next couple of weeks, but it's not growing. It's just sort of sat on my collarbone. But actually it's made me realise that I need to go and get it looked at. And there are these things that we do as women. We like to make sure everybody else is okay. Make sure they're okay. Make sure you're okay first, but then don't fucking sort ourselves out. And that's self-care. We need to self-care more. We need to prioritise our self-care. So we're so busy sometimes making sure that everybody else is okay, that we neglect ourselves. And when it does come to self-care, we self-care in the wrong way.
we self-care in the sort of in a way that's not really going to benefit our health and I'm not don't get me wrong I'm not bollocking anybody here and I'm not saying that you're wrong and I'm right or I'm whatever it's, it's this is just an observation just from being a woman and from just going through something recently that I've never had to go through before in my life and I'm somebody who does keep up to date with my smear tests and somebody who does look after you know my um my own health but after after what's happened I've just thought you know how many women have not been uh, have not been for a smear recently and you know there's a lot of young women nowadays and and this is just through me chatting to people because believe me I talk to a lot of fucking people I'm always talking to people on a daily basis and I'm one of these people where strangers tell me the most intimate details and even my husband's like, how the fuck do you know that about that person? And I go, I don't know. They just told me. And it, it is, it's, honestly, people tell me the most intimate of details and the most, um, I suppose, I don't know, maybe, maybe I give off a good energy. I, well, I know for a fact I give off a good energy. So it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting how how I've just recently, just through talking to people about smear tests, I've met so many young women who have not been for them. And, and do not want to go for one because they're afraid of having the glamorous duck beak up their vulva. Now, it isn't glamorous, let's be honest. You are lying on your back, you get a piece of tissue paper to put over your front beetle's bonnet, which isn't its not really much of a protection, isn't it? And if you've worn a fucking jumpsuit, well, you basically stood there in your bra. <laughs> Jumpsuits are just basically the devil for women, aren't they? <laughs> Seriously, that is like game over. Wearing a jumpsuit to a smear test. Oh, shit. It's like when you go on a night out and you've got a jumpsuit on and then before you know it, you literally got the whole of your outfit around your ankles while you're trying to hover over the toilet pan. I'm <laughs> just praying you're not going to spray onto it. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. It is a glamorous life being a girl. And I got totally confused now with jumpsuits. Right, so, yeah, so... It, it is. It's one of these things where, yeah, you are on your back. Uh, you have got to open your legs up to the point where you may actually guff out of your chuff. Uh, you are going to get a cold duck's beak. If she's a nice nurse, she might warm it up beforehand. And it is a bit uncomfortable, but it could save your life. That's the fucking reality of it, ladies. It can save your life. And I will never forget, if you're old enough as me, do you remember Jade Goody? If you don't, I suggest you go and Google this lady who lost her life to cervical cancer. Um, and it's actually really sad. It's, in, it's incredibly sad, to be honest with you. But she, uh, I believe that there's a foundation that's been started by her family, um, which is encouraging people to go for smear tests and for women to go for smear tests and really, really just not be afraid of it. And I feel like we just don't talk about it enough. It's something that like feeling your boobs, girls, when was the last time you really had a good check of your boobs? When was the last time you really looked after yourself and thought, do you know what? I am going to do a bit of self-care. I'm going to do a bit of self-care on me um, and and really put your health first. So it's just, I'm not here to bollock you. Know, I think I've said that already. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a preaching bastard. I hate that. I fucking hate that. You know, when you, you listen to a podcast and all of a sudden you've got somebody preaching to you and telling you what to do. That's, I think you should know by now, if you've listened to my podcast, that is not my style at all. I'm here to, 
I always wanted my my podcast to be like a good voice note from a mate or like a really nice conversation with somebody you've not spoke to for fucking ages and you're just really enjoying yourself to the point where you're in a nice coffee house and you can't decide whether to get another coffee or not because it's going to cost you a fiver but you just think oh fuck it go on I'll have another one or you don't want to be off your tits on coffee but you're like oh fuck it go on I'll have another one oh go on and I'll have a cake as well so yeah that's exactly how I wanted my podcast to be and I hope that they come across my episodes do come across like that so yeah I just today I wanted to just share something that I'm going through at the moment and like I said no drama I just wanted to make people aware of it and so next time you say oh I'm gonna go and do a bit of self-care and I'm booking a retreat and don't get me wrong I'm not gonna knock retreats fuck me I've been on retreats just maybe take it back to basics I take it back to basics and ask ask yourself when was the last time I went for a smear test and then if I'm telling you now, if it's over three years, phone that GPs. It doesn't matter how fucking many weeks it takes to get an appointment, get an appointment and go and get that duck beak up your chuff and get yourself checked out. And I mean that with so much love um, um, and lubrication because <laughs> it isn't glamorous girls. But you know what? You're not the only one who goes through it. All of us women go through it. So that's where we need to talk about it because you are not alone. Right, I um, I'm going to leave it at that today. I've um, I, I'm I'm really happy today because um, I've been waiting and waiting for my contact lenses to arrive. Do you know what? I'll tell you this quickly. So I I only wear one contact lens. Right, I wear one contact lens in my left eye. My right eye is fine. It's my left eye that just sometimes it's in York, sometimes it's in Cork. It just goes shopping by itself. Um, and then I normally buy my contact lenses online. But we know we're talking about the prices of things going up at the moment. Fuck me. I ordered mine in Scott's contact lenses and they've gone up like £60 for his contacts and just my one eye contact. So I've been shopping around a little bit and I've actually found a company that was 60 quid cheaper for my contact lenses. Um, and they've arrived today, which is going to do me the world of good because I've been wearing my massive specs for weeks now. And don't get me wrong, I love specs. They're very sexy. But when it's hot and sweaty outside, my specs slip to the end of my nose and I look like, what's the name? What's the name? That little, is it Edna? Edna from the um, Incredibles. And she's like the little uh, stylist. And she goes, no capes. <laughs> no capes. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. <laughs> I actually look like a six foot version of her. So yes, <laughs> not a sexy thing. But yeah, my contact lens are fucking hell. You didn't really need to know that, did you? But I thought I'd just share and care a little bit. Right. Have a fabulous week. I have got some cracking guest speakers coming up soon. And I know I've been saying that for a few weeks now, but as you can imagine, I've had uh, been a little bit sidetracked with a few things recently, but I am getting my A game back. So watch this space. If you're not already, make sure you give me a follow on social media. If you're on Instagram, it's at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. You can also find me on TikTok. Yes, I'm on TikTok now and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric mum and if you know somebody who would find this a very helpful episode then why don't you share it share it and tag me in it um, and then I'll re- repost it and tag you in it in my stories I do genuinely believe in retagging reposting I try and do that as much as I possibly can do for people who are especially reaching out to me dropping me messages and thank you so much if you've been leaving me five stars on Apple on Spotify and some of the reviews on Apple I'm so grateful for I've had one recently from an, my auntie Lynn who I've not seen for 20 years so it's been yeah it's really beautiful if you love 
these episodes and you're enjoying what you hear through this podcast, then I would be so grateful for you to leave me a five-star review, share the podcast, because then it means I can get it out there to more people and I can keep doing these more episodes, inspiring people, sharing some fantastic stories. And do you know what? Feeling like I'm leaving a big voice note. And that's what this is. This is just a big voice note from everybody, isn't it? I love it. Right. Have a great week and I'll see you very soon. Thank you so much for taking a listen to my podcast. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum, where there's a link to the podcast that you can share with all your friends. After all, sharing is caring and you and I are best friends now.